Welcome everyone to our midweek prophecy update. Last week we looked at the rider on the black horse and uh, the economic collapse that I believe is coming and also the disastrous things that follow that. Uh, today we're going to look at the rider on the white horse and I'm not, I, obviously I'm not going through these in order. As the horses go in order in Revelation chapter 6, you have the rider on the white horse is the first, then the red horse, then the black horse, and then the pale horse. So we already looked at the third horse, the black horse. So I want to go back to the first one and go back to the right order and the rider on the white horse. So we're going to look at that in just a second and uh, what we see developing today, because I believe what we see developing right now is uh, this, this horse is about ready to leave the starting gate, about ready to go into the racetrack of this world. And uh, let me tell you, it is all about the new world order and the things that we are witnessing right now that are taking place. We're going to go there in just a second. Uh, but before we go there, I want, I want to just let you know this, that there's a prophecy conference I'm going to be speaking at with Jeff Kinley and Todd Hampson, along with Ed Heinsen, and also Don Perkins. It's going to be in Florida, Orlando, Florida, at the end of January. The information will be on my website soon enough. If you can't find it on my website yet, you can always go to Jeff Kinley or Todd Hampson's Prophecy Pros. You'll find all of the information there, but I will have it up on mine. I encourage you, get signed up if you're in Florida or going to be in Florida at the end of January. Well, let's get going and look at the white horse and we're going to start connecting some dots. Now, this is remarkable. In Revelation chapter 6, the Bible says, John is writing, Now I saw when the Lamb, that would be Jesus, opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a loud voice like thunder, Come and see. And John writes, I looked, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on the horse had a bow, and a crown was given him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. That is fascinating. So we have a picture of this rider on the white horse. Jesus is the one who's loosed the seal. So this is the first seal. He's taking his restraints off of the people of this world with their intention to bring about this conquering that we're going to look at in a second. I believe we may be seeing the developing of this right now. And then the red horse with the war, and then the famine, and the, and the, the pestilence, and, uh, and also the economic collapse. So he, re he takes off the restraints. Uh, the seals are loosened. Jesus is not going to re be restraining anymore. The catastrophes that are coming on the world. Okay, now he goes out, this rider on the white horse, goes out conquering and to conquer. So how is he going to conquer? He has a bow, so a bow represents military might. However, this bow doesn't have any arrows. So in other words, although there's power, military power, that this conqueror could use, he chooses not to use it. He conquers, and he conquers rather substantially without any military weapons. So how does he do that? Well, check this out. Daniel chapter 8 gives us a couple of interesting things. Daniel chapter 7 and 8. Daniel chapter 8, verse 25, speaking of the Antichrist who is to come, says this, Through his cunning he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule, and he shall exalt himself in his heart. In other words, he's going to puff himself up. He's going to proclaim to be God. We know that from various places in the Bible. And he shall destroy many in their prosperity. Or literally, as the King James Bible says, by peace he will destroy many. Well, wait a minute. The rider on the white horse, conquering and to conquer, 
destroying many, subduing many, but he's not using weapons. He has the might if he wants to, but he chooses not to use war in this conquering that he does. Here, by peace, he's going to destroy many. Diplomatic methods. Crush them. Okay, now check this out. Daniel chapter 7. The Bible says this. John is writing, he says, after this, this is when John has the vision of the, or Daniel, excuse me, has the visions of the four beasts. He says, after this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring. It was breaking in pieces. It was trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the other beasts that were before it. And it had 10 horns. What's this talking about? This is talking about the, the, the final new world order, uh, the last one before Jesus returns. This is talking about the 10 horns or the 10 kings that give their power and authority to Antichrist. But notice how it, when it's achieving its new world order, it says here it had huge iron teeth, it's devouring, it's breaking in pieces, it's trampling. What happens with Daniel chapter 8? By peace he will destroy many. What happens in Revelation chapter 6 with the rider on the white horse? He has the power to destroy militarily, uh-uh, but he chooses not, or to, to subdue militarily, but instead of subduing militarily, wait a minute, we're going to conquer the world some other way, through some type of diplomatic methods, through some type of peaceful way we're going to do it, but we will subdue the world. Now check this out. I want you to think of this. Right now, we are watching, we are living through the pandemic and all of the rules and regulations that are literally subduing the world. Not through weapons, not through missiles, not through guns, but the whole world is being subdued. Now we enter into climate change. And so we have the whole COP26 meeting going on this week. I believe it's going all the way through November 12th, where these world leaders are meeting together to decide uh, what the new rules are going to be to subdue the world. Do their regulations to bring about a global government. Folks, I find this absolutely fascinating when I look at this in the light of Revelation 6, Daniel chapter 8, Daniel chapter 7, and a whole lot of other places, Romans chapter 1 and so forth. Okay, now check this out. Jeff Bezos, we all know who he is, head of Amazon, super rich man. Bezos leads parade of 400 private jets to the COP26 meeting with a $65 million Gulf Stream. So here he is leading the parade, 400 jets. So these people, they're preaching to all of us how you shouldn't drive a car, you're using too much gasoline, blah, you should, blah, 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 right? Yet they have no problem telling us how we need to live. So they got these climate change laws that they are trying to force on the rest of the world. The UN Chief Guterres said, and this is a month ago, month and a half ago, the world is at a pivotal moment and must avert crises. What is he talking about? He was talking about the pivotal moment of climate problems. So what we're going to do to avert crises. I'm going to get there in just a second and show you what he says we must do in order to make sure that the world is in compliance. Got to make sure everything's going the way that they say. Now check this out. This is from um, a couple of different news sources, and I believe they are rightly giving the warnings on what these climate laws are about. Natural News says this, 
Energy suppliers in the UK are facing a massacre as prices and demand skyrocket while supplies shrink to critical levels. U.S. consumers are next. Folks, I believe these things are manufactured. The, the, um, the, the uh, uh, supply chain meltdown that is taking place, dumping trillions of dollars into, into the, the American society, uh, printing up money, helicopter money, as I reported in uh, last week when I was talking about the Black Horse. These things are manufactured. This is from Pipeline, All News Pipeline. The world new, the world new order we were warned was coming is now here and America will never be the same. Medical martial law, empty shelves, radical socialism, and more, all in the name of control. Uh, this is from intellectual Judaism. Uh, climate change scare is a meta-weaponry of global totalitarianism led by the USA. I absolutely believe it's true. This is planned. We're being manipulated. And I've been talking about this climate change laws literally for years. So where's all of this going? Well, Bennett, Prime Minister of Israel, he pledges to harness Israeli ingenuity and innovation to save the world from environmental challenges. Wow. So what's going to happen? Israel's going to be here to save the day to make sure that everybody is able to live and go about this life and have their being, have their way. Folks, the rhetoric is out there. It, they just keep bringing it and bringing it and bringing it and saying, we're going to, we've got to bring the world to this global submission. We've got to have the sustainable development and make sure that everything is perfect. Uh, but the only way we're going to get this perfect utopian world is if you all submit to these new rules. So well, what are some of these new rules? Well, the UN chief Guterres, uh, as I mentioned about a month and a half ago, in his article, in this article titled, uh, the world is at a pivotal moment and must avert a crisis. It was at a speech he gave uh, on the common agenda at a UN meeting. By the way, you can find his speech on the UN website. Just go to the UN website and then Google common agenda and you can find it there. You can also just look at a summary if you want to do that. But this is it in a nutshell. The UN Secretary, listen to this, General Antonio Guterres, issued a dire warning that the world is moving in the wrong direction and faces a pivotal moment where continuing business as usual could lead to a breakdown of global order and a future perpetual crisis. Changing course could signal a breakthrough to a greener and safer future, he said. Now, the words I'm going to read, I think about them in the light of Revelation chapter 6 where you have this rider on the white horse. He goes about conquering and to conquer. He has a bow, but he has no arrows. So he's conquering um, through diplomatic methods. He's conquering some other way. He is subduing. Uh, this, this diplomatic method, it has teeth. Daniel chapter 7, where it, and it tramples the people. It subdues them. But yet it's not through weapons. It's not the Roman Empire of the past where they just crushed the people and beat them into submission physically. There's something else going on in the last days, how they're conquering the people. The UN, now listen to this, the UN chief said, the world's nations and people must reverse today's dangerous trends and choose a breakthrough scenario. So it's painted with these ideas, this is all wonderful, what great ideas we have. Then he said this, the world is under enormous stress, 
on almost every front, and the pandemic was a wake-up call demonstrating the failure of nations to come together to take joint decisions to help all people in the face of a global life-threatening emergency. He said uh, this paralysis extends far beyond COVID to the failures to tackle, here it is, the climate crisis and our suicidal war on nature and the collapse of biodiversity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Multilateral institutions have proven to be too weak and fragmented for today's global challenges and risks. In other words, the COVID pandemic has exposed the weaknesses in the global community, and these weaknesses must be dealt with if we're going to make sure that the population of the entire globe comes into submission. That's what this is about. And then this is a quote. He said, we need multilateralism with teeth. I've mentioned this before. I look at this and I go, you can't make this stuff up. Daniel chapter 7, what do you have? You have this world empire, the, the new world order that is going to arise. Daniel chapter 7 is going to have teeth. It's going to trample. It's going to subdue. It's going to cause the people to be into submission. It's going to be able to go about conquering and to conquer. It'll have the ability to use a military if it wants to and police force if it wants to, but it chooses not to. It's going to conquer through these other methods, multilateralism with teeth. He called for an immediate global, get this, vaccination plan implemented by an emergency task force saying investing $50 billion in vaccinations now could add an estimated $9 trillion to the global economy in the next few years. Listen, we do this investment in the pharmaceuticals, we're going to make trillions of dollars. You look at this, you go, wow. The report proposes that a global summit of the future take place in 2023. Now, I've had people ask me when I've quoted, uh, talked about 2023, and that's the plans that some of these globalists have. They want to move things from 2030 to 2023. Well, uh, Guterres is just one of those people. This is the, the it's this type of conversation uh, that this comes from where I've mentioned 2023. Uh, their goal is Agenda 2030. Nevertheless, he throws this out there, his own words. The report proposes the global summit of the future take place in 2023 that will not only look at all these issues but go beyond traditional security uh, threats to strengthen global govern governance of digital technology and outer space and manage future risks and crises. It would also consider, get this, a new agenda for peace. I mean, you look at these things that these globalists are talking about. You see what's happening with the COP26 meeting. You have all these dignitaries from all over the world that are going, that are meeting now in Glasgow. And then you read this document from the UN. You, you go to their common agenda and you start to see, well, wait a minute, the Bible told us these things. It would be this way. So Guterres said the COVID pandemic also exposed deficiency in the global financial system. Of course, we've got to get digital currency. Oh, what a quinky dink. The Bible seems to teach something like that. To address the threats to social stability, the UN chief recommended a series of measures to provide universal health coverage. In other words, if you're going to, get, if you're going to have medical coverage, 
you're going to have to comply with everything they tell you. It, it sounds so flowery and so nice when you first read it. Well, they want to take care of us. Yeah, there's always a payback. There's always something else. I said in my book, the first book I had out, I said, it, it, what it really means when they say no one left behind, what it really means is nobody can opt out. That's the direction of this stuff. Universal health coverage, education, educating in their way, universal housing, in other words, you have no freedom, decent work and income protection for everyone, a universal basic income, and it says everyone, everywhere. This is going to affect every person on the planet. They are telling us what they're going to do. These global leaders are making these plans. It's in writing. The Secretary General also proposed global action to tackle disinformation and conspiracy theories and promote facts, science, and integrity in public discourse. Then he says this, we must make lying wrong again. Okay, what's he saying there? If someone is talking about Bible prophecy and they're connecting the dots between Bible prophecy and their UN plans for climate agenda, then you know what they are doing? They are lying. That's what he says. <laughs> we must make lying wrong again. So in other words, what they're doing, they're twisting the facts, they're taking the truth of God's word, removing God from everything. I look at this and I think, indeed, you can't make this stuff up. But I, I, I tell you these things because I look at what the Bible says and we need to be aware of the direction this is going. Again, all of this is in light of the rider on the white horse. What is he? He, he, um, uh, um, he sat on, he had a bow, he had a crown that was given to him. In other words, you have this authority. We are electing you to have this authority. You have a bow, you have a crown that's given to you. You're king. And I'm not saying the UN leader is king, but you look at, because this is just, the UN leader is just one part of all these different people that are making decisions right now, but they all have one mind, which is really fascinating in and of itself. A conquering and to conquer has a bow, but no arrows not conquering through military might, but oppressing the people, subjecting them to rules and regulations, going to conquer the world. Okay, last thing. Check this out. This is from Biblical News out of Israel. Climate, like Corona, is the new paganism, Israeli politician warns. On Monday, leaders from 200 countries gathered in Glasgow, UK, for the UN-organized COP26 climate summit intended to accelerate the process begun at the Paris Climate Accords of 2015 when the assembled countries agreed to limit the rise of temperatures uh, by 1.5 degrees, blah, blah, blah. Okay, now listen to this. Moshe Faglin, an Israeli politician, temple activist, and the leader of the libertarian Zionist party Zehut, commented on the COP26 describing it as a new paganism. Folks, you got to hear this because he's spot on when he says this. In all its splendor, Israel sent 140 representatives to the climate conference. He wrote it in an, in an op-ed in the Hebrew language, Israel, tomorrow. Only the American delegation was larger. As in Corona, so in the climate. We, he says, the Jews, as usual, jump ahead to redeem the world in the name of Torah ideology. Hence, Bennett said, we're going to save the world from the climate problem, right? Remember that article? Already quoted that one to you? Okay, now continuing. He says, this is Moshe Faglin, 
liberalism, communism, democracy in the gospel of God on the one hand and its denial on the other, the Jew must always fix the world on some type of kingdom. If not the kingdom of God, then in the kingdom of human paganism. He says this, Global warming, just like the COVID, is not a matter of scientific scrutiny, but a code name for some new religion. You can be the most famous of the climate scientists, but if you do not align with the desired religious conclusions concerning the, the climate, you are immediately thrown into the category of stigma, thrown into quarantine of lepers. You lose your honor, your professional status, your livelihood, your right to speak, your right to earn a living. You cursed Muhammad. You may be the best epitomologist, the top one, the most famous of doctors, the Nobel Prize winning scientist who discovered the HIV virus, the inventor of the Myrna himself. But if you do not align with the desired religious conclusion about the corona crisis, you are immediately thrown into the pillory of disgrace. Your honor, your professional status, your livelihood, your right to speak, and your right to earn a living with dignity disappear as if they never existed, as if you cursed Muhammad. What is this thing that just as in Corona, so it is in the climate that conquers every honest look at reality? He says, it's communism. The climate and the Corona are nothing but the new communism. There is no God, no personal freedom, no national identities, just a central world government. Listen, he's spot on on this. When you look again, the rider on the white horse, Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 8, and various passages is a central world government. Folks, this is what is developing. We are watching the birth of the new world order right now. When I think of the conquering and to conquer, this earth is lifted up as a new religion of source, replacing God. And by this, this is what's happening. We are being subdued. We are being subjected. We always prefer to move towards utopia, he continued to say. Once it was an economic utopia, then a climatic utopia or a health utopia, anything except to admit that we were simply wrong. And then he notes the hypocrisy of another sort, an evil that we dare not mention to, to make sure we hit our targets of sustainable climate goals. He says this, 14 million Uyghur Chinese held under appalling bondage are forced to produce 85% of the solar panels that will free our utopian world from carbon fuels. I think about that. So here it is, all these globalists saying we've got to achieve our green, our beautiful green deals, have a utopian world, all the while China locks up 14 million Uyghurs, producing 85% of the world's solar panels. So the world leaders can say, we've achieved utopia. We're the perfect human beings. And in the process, these people are just being destroyed, 14 million of them to produce the solar panels. The hypocrisy, the jets flying over to Glasgow, the hypocrisy of these people saying there's gonna be rising seas, yet they know that's not true, so they buy seafront property. The hypocrisy, saying we must treat everybody with equality and, and equity and, 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 and we gotta love our neighbor and all this stuff that they say. To them, it's, 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 they don't believe any of it. So they have 14 million Uyghurs that they support in China to build solar panels. So the rest of the world will be in compliance with all these green deals. Nevertheless, he continues, hundreds and hundreds of representatives and dignitaries from Western world will meet 
as he puts so well, will meet at a cocktail party in order to worry about carbon emissions. We are attempting to create a world without God. He continues, without the hidden hand of the God of the free market and the thought that we plan and control the weather, thereby ignoring or, or denying its creator, this leads to one conclusion, that everything is basically the same old matter of man's denial of his creator. Climate, corona, we are not dealing with science or medicine here. We are dealing with ideology and in a new kind of paganism. That's what we're doing. The world is being set up to worship Antichrist. The white horse is about to be loosed from the starting gate. I'm telling you folks, when you look at the white horse setting out, conquering and to conquer, the, 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 the thought process behind the white horse traditionally in the pre-tribulation circles is the white horse is the Antichrist and he's setting out to conquering and to conquer by making peace deals. I'm, think, I'm going to take it a step further and say it appears to me that what this is is conquering and, and uh, setting up to conquer and conquering through all these different methods, bringing the world in subjection of these climate laws, corona laws, and we're all going to live in peace and prosperity. And you want to know what? These, these globalists are going to create their world. There's going to be 10 kings on the scene, and then they're going to appoint their one, the Antichrist, that they want to rule and reign over this whole system that they are currently building. We are almost there. Listen, Jesus is coming soon. I hope that you know him. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Surrender your life to him. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, for through him alone might you be saved. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.